What's up, guys? Max here back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. It's going to be a quick one, but a heavy one today because I am not joking when I tell you that I have probably the best story that we've ever had on the show today on today's episode, but we also have probably one of the worst. So graphic, graphic language and content warning coming up for today's episode. And we have a bunch of normal Scuttlebutt Show stories, too. Happy Tuesday. Happy Giving Tuesday out there to Harry Lime Pie. Iron Lotus and Eviana and Harry Lime Pie who just dropped a $3 super chat. Thank you so much because, of course, we are still raising money for Julian, a jujitsu story, my new film. We're currently sitting at about $8,300, which is insane. That's amazing. But with only a couple days left, we want to hit 10K. So if you haven't had a chance to check the link in the description, wherever you're listening to this, check the link in the description. See if you want to share it with friends at least. That would be helping a lot. Maybe you don't have anything to give right now because I know how it is out there right now. I Trust me, I understand. But if you don't have anything to give, maybe consider sharing. Just repost it on your social media, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever you have, Twitter, MySpace, whatever you're on. It would mean a lot to me and it would mean a lot to Julian too. So thank you very much in advance for doing that. And everyone who's given already, that's amazing. I really appreciate it and it's going to be an awesome film. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about on the show today. We're going to go over some crazy breaking news. We're also going to go over some, you know, crime, some craziness, some stuff overseas. We're going to review the movie Devotion, which I had to sit on for a little while. I had to really think about that one. And we're going to go over what is breaking news out of uh, overseas with, with some troops that is unbelievable. I've, I've really, I, I hate to say I have seen something like it before, but this is one of the worst cases I've ever seen. And then we're going to get to, at the end, the best story that we've ever had on the Scuttlebutt show. It's going to be a good one. So stick with me. It's not going to be long, but it is going to be good. And, you know, sometimes that's better than just dragging it on. And anyway, I won't get into it. Let's jump into today's first story. U.S. Navy recruiter arrested for child enticement, child SA, out there in Wisconsin. A U.S. Navy recruiter was arrested on Monday in the holidays on multiple accounts of child enticement and child SA. Brian Bradley Hubbard, who's only 25 years old from Manchesney Park, Illinois, was arrested Monday at 4.45 p.m., 16.45 for you military types, on four counts of child enticement and three counts of SA. So not one time, multiple times. He is assigned to the Janesville Naval Recruitment Office out there in on Deerfield Drive, and in the fall of 2021, began recruitment efforts at a local high school where several girls reported inappropriate behavior by Bradley Hubbard. So he's out there at the high school where, you know, these recruiters are trusted with your kids, they're alone with your kids, and the high school kids are reporting him for being a creep. He used his position as a naval recruiter to gain access to the girls and obtain their personal information. He had conversations with them through Snapchat and other social media, telling them that he was 18. And he's accused of having unwanted contact with at least two girls and attempted contact with another. Wow, what a perv. Bradley Hubbard was responsible for recruiting at other area schools in Rock County and the surrounding areas. The investigation is continuing. They're asking anyone with information to call the Janesville police or the local area Crime Stoppers, as well as NCIS is investigating him separately from the Janesville police, but the agencies are cooperating. So this guy... Brian Bradley Hubbard, who's 25, claiming to be 18, trying to mess around with high school girls as a recruiter, is now busted and hopefully, if guilty, goes away for a long time. Not good. Not good. You know, I got to tell you guys, we had a story like uh, like that before, and I posted the TikTok, and 
I said, when you're in a position of power, and it was another recruiter, another underage girl, when you're in a position of power, you cannot have that consent, even if it's even if the person involved wanted to be a part of it. it there's no consent when the person has authority over you. And people in the comments said recruiters have no authority. Recruiters have no position of power. And I said, what are you talking about? A lot of people desperately want to get into the military and the recruiter is their gateway. And they could lie, manipulate, use their position to their advantage to make people do all kinds of unwanted activities. So don't tell me that recruiters are not in power positions. They absolutely are. So when your kids go out there or you talking to a recruiter, background check that recruiter, follow them on social media, see what they're up to, ask around at the school or wherever you're getting recruited from and see what other people's experiences have been with them. You know, don't just... Just because somebody's wearing a uniform, I hate to say it, but just because somebody's wearing a uniform doesn't mean that they have your best interest at heart. And enough stories on this show have given us that that to that evidence. So let's uh, let's keep it moving. Big news! Now we got to save it for the Navy. We're actually going to bounce around the Navy a couple times today. Let's save it for the Navy now with this next story. USS Nitsi seizes over twenty million dollars in drugs during a patrol in the Middle East. This ship, which we just had a ship busting explosives out there last week, now a ship has busted 5,000 pounds of hashish and 700 pounds of meth off the vessel. Sounds like somebody's gearing up for a pretty big battle out there based on my experience in Afghanistan. A Norfolk-based U.S. Navy guided missile destroyer conducted a major drug seizure on November 22nd, so one week ago. According to Navy officials, the USS Neitz acquired $20 million worth of illegal substances, $20 million out in the Gulf of Aden. I am proud of Neitz's outstanding effort in support of our mission, said U.S. Navy Captain Robert Francis, Commodore of CTF-153. Our multinational task force was established to enhance maritime security in the Red Sea, Bab al-Mandab, and Gulf of Aden, and this major drug seizure shows our commitment to doing just that. According to the Navy, get this, Approximately $900 million worth of illicit drugs have been seized during water patrols in the Middle East within the last two years. $1 billion of drugs just for the sailors now. The sailors are out there using them in a beauty note or not. Well, maybe some of them are. Who knows? Could very well could be, but hopefully not. Hopefully the sailors out there are being good. And here's a little Twitter photo of the guided missile destroyer intercepting that uh, those drugs off that fishing vessel. 700 pounds of meth. Folks, 700 pounds of meth not falling into the hands of would-be terrorists, warfighters, infidel—not uh, infidels, uh, jihadists, whatever you want to call them. Sh- sure, and, and the infidels too. Let's lump them all in there. It's 700 pounds of meth that aren't getting in anybody's hands, and that's a good thing. So shout out to the Navy. We had to bust a recruiter, but then we had a sailor busting drug runners, and that's a good deal. That is a good deal right there. Shout out to the Navy. Bravo Zulu. Bravo Zulu to the Navy for that one. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, folks, we're cruising right along today. Just wait. It's going to get really good. It's about to get good, actually, because we're uh, we're going to talk. By the way, if you guys, as always, have any questions for me in the comments section, drop them, drop the questions. I'll happy to answer them. Um, and just a quick update, too. There will not be a show tomorrow, November 30th. So the next time I will see you guys is in December of this year. The last, uh, the last month of me being childless, November, is ending. So is that a weird way to say it? In December, my wife and I are expecting our first baby. So uh, November is our last full month being non-parents. So we're excited for that. So let's go over, okay? Let's go over and review, the for me, the most anticipated movie of this year. 
Devotion. This is my review. I saw it on opening day last Tuesday, and I waited a week to review it because at first I really did not like it, but I'm starting to come around. Let's talk about it. So Devotion, which is currently sitting at an 80% Rotten Tomatoes review score and 93% audience score, 93% is the story of the Navy's first black naval aviator, Jesse Brown, and his wingman, Tom Hudner, and what happened to them while they were participating in air operations supporting Marines at the Chosen Reservoir during the Korean War. But it's about a lot more than that. It's about friendship and love and dedication to duty and heroism, sacrifice, and the general tragedy that is war, family, everything. And the actual story, the book, had me, I'm sitting there, I'm crying reading this book. I'm even planning and still planning on getting a tattoo commemorating the events of uh, uh, that, this, that the book, Devotion, and, and now the movie recount because it is such an incredible story of courage and love and encapsulates the, the, the sailor's creed. I represent the fighting spirit of the Navy and those who have gone before me. And people like Jesse Brown and Tom Hunter are those who have gone before us. And if you don't know the story, Jesse Brown grew up poor, working in the fields, and as a young man, pursued a career in the Navy as an aviator. He becomes the Navy's first African-American naval aviator. Tom Hudner, opposite story, grew up wealthy, could have done anything he wanted to, but chose to join the Navy. They end up deployed on the USS Leyte, supporting combat operations in Korea when Jesse is shot down. And what happens next uh, will go down in naval history as one of the greatest examples of, like I said, courage and love and the fighting spirit and everything that the military is all about that has ever happened. And unfortunately, it's a tragedy. And I said in my reaction to the trailer, I'm surprised they made a movie about it because it is uh, it is such a sad story. But I guess when you know the story, it is one that must be known. It is one that must be known. And it is uh, interesting the way that the movie tried to tell it So or chose to tell it. The movie, let me start. This is a non-spoiler review, okay? I don't know. It's a true story. I, history is always weird with spoilers because it's history. You might already know what happened or you can easily find it out. But because it's a historical uh, bio, biopic, I will, not, um, I will not spoil some of the details in case you don't know what's going on with this. But here's what I'll say. A book has all the pages and ink it, in, it wants to tell a story. It can go into as much detail as it feels like. A movie has 90 minutes to two hours to tell the story. And every second of those 90 minutes to two hours costs a lot of money. So when they make a movie, even if it's based on a true story, I fully understand that they have to change some stuff around in order to fit the message of the movie into the runtime and keep people engaged throughout. Walking out of the theater, I said to my wife, I need before I even say anything about what I think, I need to go home and go through the book and check a couple things to make sure I got my story straight because they changed a lot of the history. They changed a lot of the history. They added in characters and they took characters out to, and they did that to express the prejudice that Jesse faced, the racism and prejudice that Jesse faced growing up and coming up through the Navy. What I think is unfortunate is they chose to, express all of that on that, that that bad stuff through the characters that were around Jesse during his time in the Navy, where in reality, 
the Navy and his shipmates and everyone that he supported on the ground and everything really had his back. And they, they turned some of those people into assholes, for lack of a better word. And they also changed some of the uh, battles. There was two main battles in this movie, and they changed or the events of the battle to reflect the heroics of Jesse and the other pilots. But they, they even added a whole thing that didn't even happen, uh, according to the account of the book. Borderline stolen valor here for Jesse Brown. So I wonder some of the choices that they made with the storytelling. The question I had to sit with for the week is the changes that they made and the choices that they made in the storytelling, are they in the spirit of the story of Jesse Brown? And sitting here today, a week after seeing the movie, I can say I think I believe that they were. I believe that they were. And that this movie did some of the best it could to make this... uh, to make this story come to life on the screen. And I'm not mad at it. I am not mad at it. I uh, I actually think that it was pretty good. There's actually a really incredible scene near the end during the final battle where Tom ends up having to uh, emergency land his aircraft. And the camera is on the side of the wing and it follows the plane all the way to the ground. And then it doesn't cut and Tom gets out of his aircraft. Amazing cinematography with some of this stuff. And the acting was absolutely spectacular absolutely great. Uh, I try to remember the name of, uh, of these people on the spot here. Um, uh, it's escaping me right now. Why is that happening? Here we go. Glenn Powell as Tom Hudner. Great job. He is awesome. One of my new favorite actors and Jonathan majors as Jesse Brown was a rock star. He absolutely crushed it. He was great. Academy award winning. I think, um, should be should be Academy Award winning for Best Actor. You have to go into this understanding that it's a movie about history and not a exact telling of history. And if you do that, it captures the spirit of who Jesse was and who Tom was. And I think I give it a couple thumbs up. I'm going to give it a couple thumbs up, and I recommend that you guys go and see it. Let me know what you thought about Devotion in the comments section down below. It's crazy with history. It's very strange. It can get very strange. Um, but I'm curious if you guys have seen it and what you thought, or if you would go see it based on what I just said, let's keep it rolling because there is a, a, a breaking story. I mean, it's not too breaking, I guess, because it's been viewed a lot on Twitter, but I haven't heard about it until today. And I found it kind of on a a sidebar. I originally wasn't even going to have this story on the show today, but luckily it, uh, it popped up kind of last minute. Get ready, folks. Content warning, viewer warning, this is about to get real. And if you're scared of uh, some foul language and some meanness, then you don't want to see this. A video is going around Twitter of a man going after troops, hurling racist insults at soldiers while chasing them around the mall. And this is uh, out of control. A man caught viral attention recently after he filmed himself following a group of U.S. Army soldiers around a mall hurling racist remarks at the troops, and we're going to get to what they said. The incident likely took place at a mall in Poland, as the man referred to himself, referred to that country during the video. A Twitter user who identified himself as an Army officer shared the video and commended his soldiers for maintaining their composure. Let's watch the video. So there's two videos. This is the first one. Let's watch it and... uh, and Wait till you guys see this. This is insane. You guys Americans? You guys Americans? Are you guys here to spread sodomy or what? 
Isn't that what America? So you can see at first, this guy kind of laughs it off. Like he thinks this might be some kind of joke or something like that. But wait, and I got to tell you, I've had an experience like this in Bahrain walking around where people started yelling crazy stuff at us just because we're Americans. Wait till you hear where this goes. And by, and, and again, I'm telling you, foul language warning. This is insane. America's number one export is? What is it? Is it George Floyd culture or is it sodomy? What do you guys think about, what do you guys think about your health secretary being a fucking tranny? Hey guys, what do you guys think about your health secretary being a tranny? Nothing? And the person hurling all this language is the one recording the video too. What do you guys think about defending a country that has, uh, there's no meaning to be a citizen? Like any, any Mexican crossing the border is literally uh, one of you. What do you guys think? Are you guys here to spread the anal sex to Poland? <laughs> what? Isn't that what you guys, isn't that what you guys learn in your uh, training? You guys literally, you guys literally have a fucking uh, transsexuals that wear dresses that are your fucking uh, superiors. Have you guys heard of Kay Griggs? She did an interview exposing the higher up uh, levels of the military are all sodomites. All right, guys. Keep, keep uh, pulling. And, and they're just walking away. They're getting told. I don't, I mean, I don't know why they're out in the mall in their uniform like this. That's crazy. But that makes you a target for this type of crazy behavior. And this guy is just following them around, harassing them as they're trying to walk away. And they're not saying anything. They're not engaging, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. Just walk away, report it to your chain of command. But good for these guys. And it's, it gets crazier. All in white, okay? Stay, stay away from those white women. Hey. Stay away from those white women. Because uh, miscegenation used to be a crime in your country. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You guys here to spread some fucking homo worship and you get called out on it. Show us what a tough guy you are. You got an AR-15? Yeah. Yeah, you're now the video cuts there and, and there's a, a it picks up here. It, it the guy's yelling nonsensical stuff to these soldiers in the mall, and this has been going around on Twitter. Uh but this next one here is where I'm gonna have to bleep part of it so you guys don't have to hear the some of the words used because it's full on I mean the worst things you can imagine. Uh, if you don't think if you think that was bad, it, it, it I mean this guy goes full bore. What's weird is, you know, he doesn't really have much of an accent. Uh, I, I would be really curious as to who this guy is and, and what his motivation was for doing this kind of thing. Um, but so far, you just got to say, you know, bravo Zulu to the troops who uh, who are just kind of taking it. So let's watch this second part of the video. Um, you can see the one gentleman here is getting pretty aggravated. He's like, hold me back, hold me back. And, you know, good thing he had a battle there to, uh, to help him out. So I'm going to play this next part. I'm going to bleep part of it. Um, and but you guys can use your imagination, and this is uh, where the video ends. Got an AR-15. Yeah. Yeah, you're in a white country now. There's no. We don't. Work
Yeah. Show us. Show us your IQ. I mean, no, there's no IQ requirements in the military. False. You're not welcome here, guys. You're not welcome here. So that's the that's the video. Oh, is anybody's heart racing a little bit right now? Mine is. Mine is. It says um, uh, the pair of soldiers continue to urge each other to walk away from their provocateur and leave the mall. In one of his last barbs, he says, "You're in a white country now. We don't worship blank and blank." And you guys can you know add your imagination in there. A statement from Army spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Terrence Kelly says the U.S. Army expects all soldiers to abide by the Army values on and on duty and off. We commend all soldiers who demonstrate discipline and restraint when confronted by provocative behavior. The identity of the mall provocateur is unknown, but it reportedly may have been identified as somebody named John Minadio, an American citizen whom the publication identified as a neo-Nazi. The Times of Israel reported Minadio was arrested in Poland in September for holding up a sign outside the Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camp that read uh, something really bad that I can't read here. So it could have been that person, but they don't know. They don't have that locked in. They don't have that as, you know, for sure yet. They're just alleging that that could be the person. But these soldiers, I, you know, when you go out in uniform in another country, you could easily be targeted by something like this. And I'm curious if anything like that's ever happened to you guys. Let me know in the comment section if something like this has ever happened to you. And what do you think should happen to that to that person who did that? I'm curious. Wow. That's got to be one of the worst stories that we've had on this uh, program ever. Um, kind of unthinkably bad. So... Be safe out there. If you're walking around another country and you are in uniform, please be careful and actually try to avoid that. I don't know why the Army's got people going out there in their ACUs or whatever they call them now. Please be careful out there. MC, what's up? Great to see you. Harry says, I thought it was great. I agree there were things added, but it's a movie. Yep. Sam, what's up? Great to see one gram of Sam in the chat. AN, if I didn't say hi already, welcome everybody who's here. Good thing you're here. Because we're going to move right on to our last story of today, and we're going to get out of here really early. I have a meeting I have to go to at 4.30. It's, I say meeting, but it's actually meeting up with a friend to have dinner, um, and we'll be talking about stuff. But I just said meeting. I don't even know why. I don't even know why. Going to hang out with a friend. Maybe we'll talk about some business stuff. But before we get out of here today, I literally have the greatest thing that I have ever had on this show, I think. You tell me. Fourth ID accidentally tear gassed its own soldiers during morale event, making the army today's scuttlebutt show clown of the day. This one gets better the more you dig into it. Some 8,000 soldiers with the fourth ID were accidentally tear gassed the day before Thanksgiving <laughs> during a massive physical morale event in which soldiers scaled obstacles and went through trenches. The geniuses over there, the division leadership overseeing the event at Fort Carson, marked the boundaries of the course with tear gas, which is as the article says, an unusual use of it because, you know, the wind blows and it shifts. So when the wind shifted on November 23rd, soldiers who were not told ahead of time that they would be gassed were. They did not have gas masks, which is a standard requirement for any chemical irritants deployed in training. So the army leadership decided to just gas their troops for literally no reason without telling them, breaking all the rules of chemical irritants. Oh, my God. 
Then listen to this. A spokesperson for Fort Carson said, the purpose of this event was to build unit cohesion. <laughs> to build unit cohesion. The limited use of gas was not intended to interfere with the formations, but to deter participants from leaving the course. <laughs> How much faith do the leaders have in their troops if they have to threaten them with tear gas to get them to finish their morale event? That is the definition of mandatory fun. This is insane. The event was intended to honor the Battle of Docto, a Vietnam engagement composed of elements from the 4th ID in which 361 soldiers were killed. Fort Carson had two similar events, one in November last year and one in May honoring their actions in World War II. These events are meant to have aspects of the unknown. <laughs> Uh, the, the spokesperson, uh, the poor spokesperson, says these events are meant to have aspects of the unknown, replicating historical combat events in previous battles. Yeah, that's definitely unknown. It says here troops are often informed ahead of time about whether they might be exposed to tear gas because they shouldn't be wearing contacts, they shouldn't be pregnant, and they shouldn't be exposed if there are other health risks. But they ignored all of that and decided to go full send out there thanks to the army at Fort Carson. And there's a little video here. Let's watch it. Look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. So they have them just trapped down there in the trenches with the tear gas as the helo flies by whirlwinding. The helos whirlwinding the tear gas, making it even worse. This is one of the greatest things that I've ever seen from the U.S. Army. Who were the geniuses in charge of that? We'll never know because they'll never face any sort of reprimand or anything like that. Just screw it. Who cares? Gas them. Welcome to Mandatory Fun Day. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully the turkey tastes good with a little bit of spice. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite stories of all time. Let me know what you think about that in the comments section down below. Oh my God, that was definitely one of the uh, one of the best stories that we've ever had. I am so stoked on that. Sam says, unit cohesion sounds right, Eviana. Gas, gas, gas. Yes, gas is something you're supposed to have after Thanksgiving dinner, folks, not before. So please stop doing that to each other. Eviana says, OMG, I've seen this too. Crazy, crazy. AN says, that'll teach him to keep the masks close. Yep, and then morale went... Uh, the way of the gravy, right up the butt, or the stuffing. The morale went the way of the stuffing, straight up the butt. All right, folks, I don't even know if that made any sense. That's going to wrap it up for today. No show tomorrow, as I will be out working on stuff for the documentary, uh, the new film. It's, a, like, it's like a film documentary, and it's going to be amazing. You guys are going to love it. I'm so excited, and uh, and I'm so I feel so lucky. Feel so lucky. No re-enlistments that day. No re-enlistments from the 4th ID. Apparently, 4th ID is low on Manning after an event like that. So thank you, guys. I'll be back on Thursday, I believe. I should be here on Thursday, um, December 1st. And I hope that you're all having a great holiday period. Don't drink and drive. Stay safe. Let me know what's going on with you. I'm I'm always excited to hear from you at the show at gmail.com or, or anywhere else. Oh, and there was another comment, too, from... Uh, Who's, who's asking me about the uniforms? Um, let's see. Let's see. Where was that? Uh, go back here. Somebody was asking me. Abraham was asking me, Army uniform reveal reaction today. That reaction video is done, and it's up on my TikTok. If you want to go see that, it is up on my TikTok. Uh, it is available now. MC, no luck, just blessed, Max. Yep, 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 yep. 
Thank you very much because you deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the kind thoughts. Harry Lime Pie says, Army rough on their own troops. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Doesn't get rougher than being a soldier in garrison in the Army. Isn't that weird? All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you had a great time. I did. That was the greatest story that I've ever heard. I look forward to talking to y'all very soon. And for now, that's the scuttlebutt.